0: Up to this point in our war, we have gone over some very specific categories. Um, We have made it very clear that our consciousness is sick. And that we as a humanity are sick because of it. We've at length enumerated the reasons that we choose to partake in this war, um, to rebel against the things that we see as hindrances to us as our fullest potential as a humanity. Um, And then we have obviously pointed out conception's stranglehold um, on our Just general way of being. And we've talked about some of the tools that uh, we've used to, uh, well, the conception that we have used with conception, such as language um, to perpetuate conception. Um, And then a belief system which perpetuates um, this rigidity in our thinking. Now when I was outlining uh, the precise phases of the war there were some major, obviously major, categories. Which is ironic, because of course, this war is all about the decategorization uh, of, you know, human consciousness. Um, however, in an attempt more or less to fight fire with fire, which is a phrase I think we've used before um, in in this, in these battles, uh, in talking about all of this. Uh, I've had to uh, conceptualize things a little bit um, with a list of uh, you know, with, with an outline, with a the plan of attack. Um, there was that main initial category of of sickness, and there are subsequent categories of which I forget precisely at the moment what they all are. Um, and then there's the category that we're in right now, and all, all of these categories. Um, Delineated in such a way that um, it's meant to move us as a consciousness, as a collective consciousness, as you know, a human uh, conscious happening. It's meant to bring us from uh, realization uh, to enlightenment, basically. That's our, our A to Z um, oversimplification, but but that's you know A to realizing that we're sick uh, to the Z, you know, the alpha and the omega, the omega, the, the Z being uh, that we realize that uh, or that we we gain an enlightenment of some sort or another, or we gain access to. Uh, reality the real we uh attain Uh, whatever that word for god or, or the real we are going to use that is signified currently with six x's x x x x x x, x. <coughs> um category that we're in now um, and like I said they are out all at this stage outlined in a very particular way the category that we're in now this phase of our war is systemization the systems themselves what the systems are um, and Why I didn't start off with the systems for this particular phase uh, was intentional, although it was a debate as to what should be done. Um, We wanted to, at first, enlighten uh, us to the realization that use language and just as an aside also I know I use the operative I which I usually don't do of course but um, what I really meant was the conjoining really we um, because there's there's nothing that can be done here um, without the other without the animating, without the real Um, and when we isolate Um, ourselves by even just using the word I. um, It puts us in that conceptual frame of mind and we're caught in that conceptual web that we somehow stand alone and apart from, which is incorrect, so uh, I use the conjunctive or conjoining form of of we. Um, That is, I plus reality plus what is the animator, the actuality god, or whatever you want to call it, um, is, is really what it is. And so that's, that's really how this comes to be. Um, and uh, so that is, that's why I use the we. But the reason we wanted to first go with language, language seemed the obvious choice uh, to begin with. Because um, through it, uh, we see we need to define terms first of all, um, we see how trapped we are um, you know, and we see how much value we give to um, you know things that are not actual, um, which we 've already explained, of course. Um, and it's just it 's a very tenuous hold on conceptualization itself I mean, it 's just easily blown aside. It was the easiest and softest target, as we also mentioned um, but then the choice was to either go with uh, targeting the systems or belief. And we decided to hit belief first because simply stated belief informs the system. Um, And what comes first and what comes second can be argued at great length and, and one can make an argument Uh, For either, and it doesn't really matter what comes first or second. As a matter of fact, as another aside, um, I did in the antebellum there were multiple uh, variations of the way ways in which we outlined various um, uh, plans of attack and ways in which uh, the enemies and allies gave birth to one another, but we were more more focused initially um, as we continue or as we still are at this very phase where we stand right now, uh, which is in the middle of October of two thousand and fourteen we 're very stooped uh, on focusing on the enemies uh, concentrating on uh, the invasion or, or the uh, rebellion the guerrilla warfare portion of of uh, uh, this phase and what we, again what we decided was really that the belief informs the system that belief is given to us um, through our conceptualization Um, of how we see and interpret the world Um, and again we could have attacked this from any number of ways really uh, this battle should be this war should be fluid enough for uh, a a reader to pick up at almost any one of the chapters uh, and read it in whatever order uh, they prefer almost. It might not quite work out that way and it is of course set up in this particular way uh, as a linear mode so that the reader can most easily and accurately um, go from you know the beginning of uh, the book to the end and that would make the most sense as it's set up but Hopefully it will make sense if it's picked up uh, at any given chapter and gone gone through. Um, and, and we certainly could have gone about and attacked it from, from any way. But we chose to do it in this fashion, going with belief before the systems, even though the section, this phase, is uh, that of the systems. And that's really... Uh, the larger category that all of these subcategories are under. Um, We felt that that we had a stronger case that belief informs the system. But one could very easily make the argument that it is the other way around. Whatever it is, is not consequential which is which. Um what we need to be aware of and the main point here is that systems inform belief and vice versa but we wanted to get belief out in the open to 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 target it to talk about it to show that it's just another one of conceptualizations uh, many tricks and you know another another holding point for it Um, but really what again all of these um, categories in this phase uh, really boil down to um, are, are there different types of systems? Um, of course, there is a belief system, um, just as language is a system unto itself. Um, but so now we need to uh, take a, a, a self-induced step back um, and look at what systems in a broad way actually are. Um, Systems, of course, like everything else, come from conceptualization. Um, But they are interesting in the fact that they make us see in a very clear way that um, there is a level of human participation uh, within them. Uh, That is to say that they bring... It's very evident what humanity, what human consciousness um, has done um, with conceptualization itself um, and how it has brought conceptualization to the fore, um, how systems really keep conceptualization at the, front, at the forefront of human consciousness, um, and vice versa, how uh, conceptualization uh, impedes on the human consciousness through systems themselves because humanity gives ultimate importance to the systems regardless of how they actually match up with what is. So, you know, regardless of whether systems inform belief or belief informs systems, um, the two can be interchanged and often are depending on uh, what... Precisely it is that we're talking about um, for systems are given such paramount importance to just about everything that um, the individual um, the that which the subject the actual uh, conjunctive conjuncting point um, between where subjectivity and objectivity meet is uh, given a secondary if not um, tertiary or even well far below that so far as priority goes um, when it when it comes to uh, again, whatever the priority is between... Um, well, it is far, the individual is far less important than the system itself <laughs> in, in uh, so far as conceptualization is concerned. <sighs> what we were saying earlier just a moment ago about um, what's interesting about the systems is that it's very evident, and this is why we went to the systems initially uh, for the, the first actual phase of the, the aggressive portion of our war is because um, they are easily recognizable as having human construction uh, within all of them. That's the major point about why it is that we st- are starting with the systems. I's because it 's the human way of conceptualizing um, it 's the, it's the very, very human manifests um, at their weakest points um, and any number of them could have gone and and have gone in very many instances a number of different ways. This is extremely evident in uh, our first two categories of language and belief. Uh, there are thousands of different languages, possibly more than that throughout uh, the hist- history of time. And there are who knows how many different numbers of beliefs on any different numbers of of issues. Um, so they vary in so many, so many different ways um, that it, it's it's simply easy to to recognize um, that. So, uh, being that all that so many of them have uh, transpired in so many different ways. Uh, as it is with all systems, uh, because of human interpretation, um, that systems are very weak and very vulnerable, um, and it's very obvious that uh, they are not in line with reality. However, they're upheld, um, like so many of conceptualizations, uh, various regiments. Systems in particular, because they are so humanly infused, it's just so obvious of of what human influences uh, have on systems. Whereas there are some other things as we go further down the line. things like, at the very end of the spectrum, an imagery and phenomena, which, which we don't, which we, we see as um, something that we don't have so much of a choice in perceiving. Although, when, once we get there, we will see that we have, we very much have a choice in how we perceive phenomena. It's just that we've learned uh, to perceive it in a certain way. Systems are the easiest example of that larger idea. I hate to use the word idea or concept, but that larger fabricated reality really is what it is, is that systems show us uh, uh, with the the greatest degree of openness that um, human consciousness uh, has latched on to conceptualization and turned it into all these various different forms and manifestations um all of which um, are false or not even so much as that, that they're false as to that they are just simply not in line with reality there's no one true uh, belief because as we said before belief is uh, not real because if, if what it is that is quote-unquote believed needs a believer to be true then that reality is not <laughs> then that is not reality <laughs> if it needs if it needs a perceiver um, then what? It, what is real is not uh, uh, is not so then what is perceived as real is not so so anyways um, systems are extremely vulnerable to this open and very apparent, uh, uh, easily-cited attack. Because, again, they are conceptualization ate away at the human mind, and then the human mind, in turn codified conceptualization through the systems basically and that's a very important point is conceptualization arrived on within human consciousness and human consciousness in turn came around and cemented it cemented uh, conceptualization and various forms of it uh, through the systems and uh, these systems are so closely guarded by humanity um, because whoever controls the system has power and authority, another extremely extremely important point, um, But for now, we should focus uh, more again on why systems uh, are the way that they they are. Um, systems again are are open to assault. Conceptualization invaded human consciousness, and consciousness in turn um, encoded the systems from it, 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 it saw certain happenings and phenomena and or this is it, consciousness developed systems so that it could interact within phenomena and then once those systems were mastered then such systems uh, became very important uh, to those who had control over it um, or those particular systems because with that control again gave these certain individuals power and what they perceived and this is Another extremely important point: what they perceived as understanding, um, understanding in general, and in general, by in general, we mean understanding of the real, understanding of actuality, understanding of what is uh, God or whatever you, you you might call it. But what they, all they really gained understanding of, was the system itself. They never gained true access to reality. It may have been a stepping stone uh, to understanding something. But what that something is, is not reality. It's only the system itself. Understanding how the system works um, and the further Much like belief, um, the more one is entrenched within it, uh, the more invested that individual has to become to sustain their own livelihood. Whereas if the individual was invested in reality itself, within their own relationship, within their own caressant relationship, they would not need to invest in a system. We wouldn't have to rely on systems at all. Um, Now again, and this is more on the chapter for technology, um, there is a certain technological value uh, to certain systems, of course. But again, the only reason we need technology um, is because we have strayed away from real understanding. So technology is our pathway back towards real understanding. Um, or it's, conceptual, it's conceptualization's pathway back um, to attempting to regain real understanding. Um, and that's what, and technology is just another system Um, it's extremely flawed it's extremely vulnerable uh, to all certain kinds of uh, attack and uh, what it is truly um, should not be highly regarded uh, within anything systems block us um, from our true self from uh, reality systems only serve to perpetuate themselves themselves and if they align with other systems or, uh, or they often butt up against with, with other, system, of other systems um, and you know, yeah, if they do eventually align with other systems, um, they, they need to reorder themselves. And they can, again, conflate themselves to, you know, two different systems come together. We see this, um, in many different forms of, uh, academic disciplines, um, in-language, in-belief structures, they come together because systems are always incomplete. Um, again, having such a human saturation or be so, being so heavily relied on humanity. Humanity uh, gives birth to to systems, of course, and that systems rely so heavily on... Um, on humanity's involvement i mean that that is you know you know one way that humanity deals with not only itself but with the world at large is through systems there is no there is very seldom any direct interaction between you know again reality and humanity humanity always systemizes itself you know this this a lot of this is Beginning to sound redundant, or if it—I mean, it is to me, anyways—and if it is uh, to the reader or to the listener, uh, it's with good reason. It is because basically that it is redundant in uh, the the way that we have have picked apart things um, is so obviously uh, scaled to to these redundancy it's it's so so calibrated so you know consistently focused um, because the systems themselves um, are have all these elements of things that we have spoken about because that's what these systems are um the systems are the deepest and darkest and yet most highly regarded they're not the deepest and dark, but they're they're there's nothing really to systems, to be quite honest with you. Um, and yet they they hide conceptualization so well within them um, that it's like, it's like it hides it in plain sight, really, is, is what it is. Uh, conceptualization and... The systemization of anything—that's I mean, what's what humanity. It's it's just that's humanity right there. It is conceptualiz—its systemization is the external—is human externalization of conceptualization. Systems require our compliance. Um, within systems, there's no room for new laws. There's no room for thinking. <laughs> there's only adherence to the system, and that is all. That, that's all that, that needs to uh, be required for an individual to be successful within it. And that's why our society um, has become so corporately rigid, um, there is that ladder that we have to climb because that's what a system is. Um, a system is designed to get us from one place to another. And that's why the irony of, you know, of a philosophical war is, is that it is also designed to get us from one place to another. So it, it is a type of system in itself. Um, but it's a system which attempts to rid us of systems and and then discard even itself. Um, it's like soap. There was a Zen saying that, you know, first you use the soap to clean yourself, then you wash off the soap. Well, that, that's what a philosophical war aims to be, but that's precisely what systems uh, are not. It's systems uh, are the dirt, and it says that, you know, and it uh, encourages us um, not to be clean, but to but to continue to pile on uh, this dirt and this interaction. And so systems always keep us at a distance. Um, systems are self-involved and self-important. And regardless of what form they take, whether it be scientific uh, or social, um... You know, again, a belief system, a language. Um, it, it it doesn't matter. As long as we adhere to the guidelines and parameters, there's no need uh, to go outside that periphery. Systems actually wind up giving uh, us almost everything that we have, which we consider uh, valuable within human society. Um, We're so heavily reliant on the system uh, that we, again, give it the most paramount uh, of precedence the system is again greater than the individual, um, and but paradoxically, of course, because the system is upheld by individuals, um, the system then, in this totally hypocritical manner. Um, says that the individual, the individuals w- within the system then give themselves the highest importance. Um, so the systems are really a tool uh, and are often t- given or as tools, are used as tools um, for uh, the individuals which uh, in turn take the systems to give themselves the largest amount of power. So in this way, of course, systems are really only helpful to a few and not helpful to uh, consciousness itself or to humanity at large. Uh, Also, by definition, systems are inherently limited. Um, I mean, that's exactly what a system is, is something that only speaks to a very particular thing, um, and is only concentrated on, you know, one way of being, or one mode, or one kind of operation, um, there is no, uh, theory of every, scientific theory of everything as much as they're looking for it, um, uh, at this point is I'm, I'm unconvinced that there will ever be uh, a, a theory of everything um, that is actual on the line there might be a theory of everything that discovers something um, that that lines up to the rest of uh, conceptions uh, you know ways of, of thought but I'm not sure that that one will actually be formulated that actually lines up with reality. Uh, we talked previously about you know, a way with this chaotic element that uh, would have to be incorporated in the chapter on belief, um, but systems inherently are limited. and. Um, you know we have all these different systems for different things we we divide up the world into systems um we have you know a system uh for you know a, these a religious system a, a linguistic system a, a scientific a mathematical system a uh, a transportation system uh you know because because we're not where we want to be, we need the system. Um, It's the system that informs us. Uh, And then, of course, there are students of the system and teachers of the system which perpetuate the system and maybe, uh, you know, grow the system in, in certain ways. But, um really they have to, the problems of, of that is that they have to learn the system in order to grow the system, and by learning the system, we then limit ourselves, um, because what the system is, is, you know, only what the system is, <laughs> and not everything else. It's only, it's only a small part, so, so once we learn and become an expert on the system itself, Uh, we then become oblivious to so many other things that surround uh, that system or that actually make that system operable in the first place. Um, This is a very evident and huge problem within academia, uh, which is, you know, something that I'm more or less aware of, is that, you know, we have a system for... Uh, you know, for getting a degree in a certain field, um, and then we know nothing about any of the other fields because, because we're so concentrated on one particular system. Um, all of us who are, you know, spe- who speak only one language are aware of how limiting... Uh, that is when we're trying to communicate on a larger scale uh, or with the world I mean if we didn't have you know translators or you know any technology or anything like that all, all, and we, we were just thrown into a room with so many different diverse people um, uh, you know of different languages and different backgrounds we you know we would have a very difficult time communicating because we use only this one particular system it's the Tower of Babel um, happening is that through all these systems, we, we don't really understand one another, you know, um, and the systems don't always line up, they don't necessarily uh, uh, match up, and uh, when they don't, these systems struggle for control, and they struggle to gain uh, authority and power amongst, uh, you know, humanity, and, and whichever system wins is the system we eventually go with, but of course the winner... Uh, Much as it is in history, um, you know, writes the rules. And those rules are not always correct. Uh, And as a matter of fact, they seldom are correct. It's seldom often just the the chosen or convenient system that uh, we go with and something that, again, aligns or speaks to us personally, but not something that is, you know, true and actual and um, something that can give us a glimpse or access into reality Um, so systems are are very very limiting they um, are only out for their own good um, and only survive or are only uh, existent for their own survival that's their whole point is to keep their own survival going and unless they change and adapt um, and evolve uh, as we've seen in, in, in reality is that that's because reality as we've talked about is this ever flowing happening in movement um, then a system can't survive. There's, you know, very few systems around uh, today um, uh, that were around, you know, at, at any time in the past. And yes, you can say that, you know, certain systems gave ri- rise to other systems, but um, those systems have changed so dramatically that they're unrecognizable from what they were before. So systems are something that. Um, we try and hold on to even though change li- is is what is <laughs> change is life um, that, that that's what is actual and a system uh, attempts to stop everything and say this is this is how uh, this operates and this operation is the gateway to accessing the real. Um, so, uh, um, systems. You know, again, they're they're just they're just so limited. They're they're only they're they're only manifestations of themselves. Again, I, I just find there's such redundancy here um, which is which is okay um, because again the the systems are the larger category what we need to see um, is that point from a moment ago that really systems are a choice Um, and it's it's not necessarily uh, the right one. The the systems are for the masses. They're not for the individual. They don't encourage individuality. They don't encourage true thinking. Um, They encourage uh, conformity. And conformity is death. Um, It's the lemmings going over the hill. It's de-evolution. It's stagnation systems encourage and rely upon uh, stagnation. And that's not to say that they don't change, but they are just so unprepared for change and so resistant of change um, because there's seldom any true academic, not even academic, but just true and actual real thinking that goes on within them there's nothing that systems cling to that uh, is you know the, the the well systems that's what i guess they do they they cling the systems don't usually um, uh put change you know they they don't normally build change into themselves, you know, they, they don't make this allowance um, where, you know, reality is nothing but um, this this changing happening or actuality, systems um, they, 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 they shun it and they, they shoot it away systems become Something that, you know, again, we as human beings conform to. um, And they have informed what we are as human beings. So, um, we have become more systemized than human. Machine like as human beings because of the great importance that we place on our systems, and again, the systems are a choice and it's someone else's choice. You know, we, we talked about this in belief. Again, this is what the two are so closely related because we have to have a system relies on belief and then from belief we we make the system um and so the system perpetuates belief and vice versa and uh, and those who don't believe those who don't recognize the system um are Race. They are erasured or ostracized or excommunicated, and this happens this happens so often um, that we aren't even aware of it because only if you belong to the club are are you given any sort of recognition only um, if you pay Taxes to the feudal lord of systemization. Do you uh, get any reverence in the court? You know, in the kingdom. That's how absurd it all is. Is that systems are a method of thought control, of of general human control. But that that starts with thought control because we are nothing outside of our own thinking, of our of consciousness. So. Systems are the main thing which gives us, uh, which which lassos our consciousness, which keeps us human beings, you know, tied down. Because we spend all of our energy trying to learn the system, trying to be a part of the system. It's the system that, that operates, you know, the system that gives us life. Think about it all, you know, the, the financial system. Uh, you think of all the things that, uh, the, the, I mean, we basically have a society run around a, finan- a, a, a system, a system of finance. And if you master that system, the more power you have within that system, the more uh, uh, control you have over everything in life. Look at how absurd that is just because just because one system uh, or one yeah with one very particular niche of a system uh, is mastered, then we have control over basically anything we want in life is that that's what kind of priority we've put on to systems um, and, and this is not just necessarily in the financial sector um you know we we master a scientific system and even though that system itself is limited because it is a system um, if we master that system we're we're looked upon uh by those who also ascribe to the system and others um outside of it because those within the system have such clout and authority that um that that is spilled over uh, into those uh, who have only a vague familiarity of the system. And then so we regard uh, those who have mastered a system, even though if we don't know about the system, as important. Um, Einstein is a perfect example of this. Um, uh, His his system uh, is... And, and just like relativity, and this is exactly a great example of this, is relativity has within it, I mean, that, that's why it's so genius. This is because it says, e- it's relative, I guess. So, you know, There is this element of chaos built right within it. So it has that uh, right there. And that's why it is actually successful. But Einstein's system is really... Uh, Well, just that. It's a system also. But it's also, uh, but what it is really is a choice um, that we've made within the community, within the scientific community, we've made this choice. um, Because it lines up, his calculations line up with things that we observe, um, we've said his system is the way that it is, even though a system, no one really understands it, including Einstein, <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just this, this set of equations, and it doesn't really make any sense. Um, we can't quite, you know, get our, get our minds around it, and then all of these other very complicated systems arise out of that. Everything, uh, all the, you know, string theory, and all these multi-dimensions, and, this, that, and the other thing arise out of this, this system uh, that nobody really understands, but everybody uh, gives this lauded um, you know, precedence to um, because a few members within a system uh, that has a certain amount of power and influence for whatever reason, because we've made a choice to see things in a certain way, um, because those members of a certain party gave reverence to you know this particular man, and well, that's the way it goes, um, and then, and then he becomes this you know great genius. And I'm not saying that um, it's not necessarily deserved, but it's just an example that uh, even Einstein himself didn't quite understand, you know what what was going on, um, and Dr. Cobb and I just today. Discussed about you know how the theory of light or you know the speed of light is not constant. You know you, you, you travels through you know any variety of different elements and it's slowed down and the elements don't even have to be uh, all that great or expansive. I mean um, you know you, light and water slows down and plasma slows down. You know so so light isn't constant. So light just like we were talking about before. Um, it is the it's the subjective? It's always the uh, a subjective relate. It's the relation to the particular that is of paramount importance. And this is exactly what systems don't do: is they don't relate. They don't put any precedence or importance on the particular relation. They look to you know systemize everything. They they look to uh, systems are like a giant bacteria that eat. And, and munch and crunch on anything <laughs> and, 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 and usurp anything that they can get their hands on, that, that it, can, it can get its mouth around. Um, um, and, you know, systems systems just, they just, that's all that they do. That's all that they care to do. They want everything within its own systems are looking to take over the world it is basically what it is <laughs> and and that that's you know and, and again the individuals within a certain system are all battling one another for their system's precedence for their system's uh, superiority um, and you know e- even the systems themselves as we said before are looking to eat one another so, systems are just bad ways of of going about things. I mean, you know, every government we have is a different type of system. Every um, everything is a type of everything that we we do within society, within hu- humanity, and it has seeped its way socially, and it, and that social uh, socializing uh, element has seeped its way into conscious, uh, consciousness, and vice versa. Again, I don't know which happened first: is if we systemized, you know, our society, or um, if uh, you know our our consciousness was uh, systemized, or that's the way we went about things in order to understand them, and then we brought that into society. Probably that's how it went, but um, at this point, you know, the order of it is inconsequential, as it always is. What matters is you know, where we are and what we're dealing with, which is um, that systems are the only way uh, we seem comfortable uh, in interacting with anything. So we have to ask ourselves why that is. Why, why is it that uh, we use systems... Um, With such heavy reliance, I think, if not the answer, one of the answers or a a kind of answer is that systems give us um, an easy out. (laughs) Is that they give us a way to not understand reality, but to understand the description uh, of a reality. It gives us a way to understand uh, the system itself. And if we can, you know, as human beings, we're always looking to. Gain some traction, or gain some understanding, and you know, seek, get some knowledge. So, if we have, you know, something that um, that we can align ourselves with, that we can move, you know, vertically within, um, or we can achieve a hierarchy, because systems are also predicated on a hierarchy. Then, through that hierarchy, um, through that understanding we we feel accomplished um, and, and that and to a certain but limited extent we we do make very minor accomplishments, but again they they're they're minor at best um, so the system is uh, you know again a self serving uh, uh, institution um, and we're going to talk about you know institutions specifically and maybe that's why we've had such a difficult time here um without t- trying not to be redundant um but trying to speak about you know what systems are um is that uh, we have to talk very generally and yet i know uh, we know <laughs> that um, that systems uh, um, you know, is, is, they are easier to pinpoint and talk about why, uh, maybe not easier, but uh, since we've already set it up, you know, to to go over individual uh, systems, um, we don't want to say maybe too much here or whatever, but um, it's ironic that I keep using uh, the expression, or have more during this hour dictation than uh, I think I have in every other dictation uh, I've ever done, and I just did it twice again, uh, combined, it is that even our consciousness has been systemized, it is that we see ourselves as individuals operating within uh, this this biospheric system of earth which operates within a oh, here it is solar system eh? and which operates in a galaxy uh, uh, which operates within a universe everything seems to us to be this mechanism a system something that's self-contained so we're, if we approach things systematically um, then we f- feel like that's a good way because we look at, you know, the, the world and see or we look at, you know, all these external uh, happenings and this is, again, breaching on our uh, talk of phenomena and some other things, but that's okay uh, but uh, this future talks on phenomena or future plans in those in in war um, we see things um, as systemized um, or we 've made the decision to see things as systemized um, yeah we, we, we look at our individually housed bodies. We see that um, that we are as individuals as a as a biological uh, uh, home a, a sort of system, and we live um, within an eco system uh, which is you know within. Um, of the larger system of, of the planet and so on and so forth so if we can understand smaller individual things um, then we can grab onto those systemize those small things in this sort of Cartesian way of this sort of Cartesian approach I and mean, we've done it in everything, from religion and you know Christianity's Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, you know, compartmentalizing all of this uh, stuff. You know, every every part of our consciousness has even been systemized. You know, we look at ourselves as individuals, and again, I don't want to even go too much into that because that is going to be a topic, as uh, you know. Uh, we are not really individuals. We see, our, but we see ourselves because we've systemized uh, our thought structure, and that's one of the main points here. At this in this particular battle, is that our consciousness is systemized, or we have systemized our consciousness. And as we said before, uh, the systems are the most. Obvious example uh, of human involvement of conceptualization systems are the physical or metaphysical manifest um, of, of conceptualization of the human humanity 's interaction with conceptualization so um, in uh, um, in our interaction. Um, or in our in our utilization of systems, we then find something human. We are attempting to to find uh, something only about the system and not necessarily about our own humanity. We're not really looking. We're not really seeing. We're not looking. We're we're systemizing. We're attempting to categorize and to to individualize and to break off, um, and to again put all put a bunch of rules around, you know, um, this that and the other thing. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's a hindrance, and yet at the same time we're so saturated with it, we don't know where to go. So what's the answer? Um, Well, it's pretty simple. We have to (laughs) de-systemize. But how do we go about doing that? Well, before, you know, at the end of the chapter, the battle on belief, we said that we need to uh, break down beliefs, we, and, and, if, and that's really the way to go. Again, belief and system are so interchangeable that really they're, they're one and the same, uh, and, and hence the redundancy. Um, but if we get rid of our beliefs, uh, we, we get rid of the systems that support them. Um, and vice versa. So we can attack it from either way. If we if we get rid of the system, um, then the belief will will fall also. If we got rid of the financial system, uh, the belief that um, you know capitalism motivates uh, will fall. You know m- more more quickly than you know a house of cards. So uh, that you pull out the, the foundational card from. Um, because the systems perpetuate the belief and vice versa. So how do we get rid of the system? And, and what, what would lay in its wake? What, what's, what's there in its place is what we need to, to ask ourselves. Um, although maybe that's getting too far ahead um, from where we are. Maybe we don't need... Uh, really to ask ourselves what comes next because without the system uh, we're clear just simply to operate with whatever it is that comes next Um, you know we think that we need the system when, because we rely so heavily upon it for every given thing um, that uh, we just we simply don't know how to function Without it, you know we we feel like um, again we we have these beliefs um, and we systemize uh, you know our, our observations we systemize um, those things that we are attempting to understand or control uh, or which are the same thing we we attempt to control via understanding and uh, uh, we we understand uh, that which we control. Um, But we only control that within the system. We don't have ultimate control. Um, And that's the problem. (laughs) Um, It's because all systems eventually collapse. Every single one of them will eventually collapse, even if we build in this element... um, of, of chaos, or of, of you know, it's Einstein's relativity, it's, it's, it's all, all of that. E- even if that is all built in, we uh, have to recognize that every system uh, in the phenomenological world um, or that we see as a system um, collapses. Everything goes away. Uh, nothing is permanent. And so the mere attempt even to hold on to the system is, is absurd when we need to be holding on to reality and the system is such a hindrance, such an obvious hindrance, but, and again, it's not like uh, if, if we can see how we've systemized um, our thinking then we will more readily be aware of Uh, and more prepared for some of the larger battles we have down the road, such as uh, how we interpret phenomenology, how we see ourselves as individuals, um, how to break free from this bondage, from dualism, and how to become one with reality, with and actualize the presence of God, become the uh, Theoman, have uh, as as... And go back to the original nature of, of our being, but we can't do that if we're within the system. It's it's impossible. Um, the system, again, just wants more. Um, within it, it wants it wants to assimilate and conflate everything uh, to it. It wants the world to bend to it, um, and wants consciousness. Uh, to be filtered. Every system wants all of consciousness to be filtered through one particular way. And that's why this battle, this war is so paramount because we're in danger of being sucked in to a singular system. We're in danger of uh, uh, laying, uh, uh, of, of giving in, of surrendering. To systemization itself, and then again, those systems, which is exactly what's happening right now, will war with one another. They'll fight one another, and eventually, one system uh, will dominate the others, and all of consciousness will be filtered through that system. And uh, and and then it's like this totalitarian way of, con- and then consciousness will die um, because then the system itself. Uh, is is not sustainable, and which we need to say more about um, why the system is not sustainable. Um, but, but we need to see that that's not what consciousness is, because consciousness is not systemization. We, we can turn consciousness into anything that we want. That's its power. And that's this holy sort of divine attribute of consciousness, is that it's this uh, completely morphic material. Um, and I use the word material, you know, in not the way of old language, but, I, but you know, in, in the way that... Um, it is uh, mental substances are our actual is an actual entity it 's the most powerful entity as a matter of fact it 's probably the only entity, but we 'll explore this more in, in consciousness. Um, the mental substance um, is now being consciousness itself is being endangered uh, is in danger of being completely systemized um, and that 's a huge problem. <laughs> because uh, if that were to happen, you know, it would, it would perish, there would be, it would ultimately transform itself into, you know, a nothingness, um, into this redundant sort of reflective, you know, singularly perpetuating uniform happening that really goes nowhere, because it can't because it's only abiding to the system that's actually exactly where we are in our form of human consciousness we do nothing but perpetuate the system of consciousness and we don't see anything really beyond those bounds Um, there's more to be said about that also uh, but we need to go deeper in and explore that a little bit more I mean in consciousness but what we even think of as, as consciousness is really just a system that we've set up for ourselves it's a system of thought itself we have set up as a system of consciousness um, you know there's no true original thinking it's all we have to prescribe to, to the ways in which we believe things to be and not um, the ways in which things truly are um so the the big danger here again is that as uh, we're 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 living it out right now, consciousness is is within this this realm right here right now um, that everything uh is delineated, everything is this you know the the system of individuality, the system of um, a and b and, you know, uh, rich and poor. There's this, everything has an opposite. Um, And it's, the the system, you know, unlike a yin-yang doesn't take into effect, uh, doesn't take into account the effect that uh, that one thing has on the other. It's only, again, self-contained, self-concerned. And if consciousness filters ultimately only through a singular system, um, then it's in danger of expiring because, like we said, systems themselves are not sustainable because they're not real. And ultimately, everything has to reckon with reality. And reality will level all. All playing field. Reality levels all. Reality you know again, this, the XXX, uh, that which we have no name yet for, for God, um, which we 're trying to do away with that name, Real, the reality itself uh, gets rid of all, all of all system, um, and so any system that we do eventually come up against or with uh, will will die and I'm not saying that our consciousness necessarily will, will, you know, ultimately, ultimately perish. But in a way, it will. <laughs> um, in a in a way, because I don't know, you know, in the face of ultimate reality, you know, who can who can know what what ultimate reality decides to, you know, become. I mean, well. I guess that's actually not true, is that we can know what ultimate reality uh, will become and, and, and what it is. Um, but it's the fact that we refuse to, to look at it, um, that we, we want to continue. We don't want to you know, assimilate ourselves with it. We want to uh, uh, create these systems and give them uh, precedence and power and through doing that um, we perpetuate our own individuality and this uh, dualistic nature um, that that is always fleeting but we latch on to to the par- that which perishes that which and we take that for the reality um, when in actual Reality within Um There is, there is, unattached. There, there's, there's not an attachment. Um, attachment doesn't play a factor. Um, what we have to deal with is is only reality, and 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 we see ourselves as. So segregated, um, yet again we have this carescent nature where we are independent yet the same. With we're it's both hand, um, but systemization is only independent, and if we filter our consciousness through systemization there can be there can be no both and there's, there's only the system um, and the system then becomes what is and there's no room for there's no room for anything else there's no there is no reality then outside of the system uh... When the system becomes the reality, the system becomes your God. And that's all you can see. It doesn't matter if you're alive or dead. or uh, Those are conceptions anyways. Those are just different manifests. Um, different, different forms coming together uh, and certain conditions meeting. And, you know, well, you know we have life or we have the manifest of uh, a cloud or a stone or a flame those are just different conditions converging and happening and manifesting systems don't allow for manifestation Um, systems attempt to describe keep within that description all of phenomenon, all of consciousness. I mean, if every system had its way, um, then there would be no other system. Again, that's, that's the absolute danger of all of this, is that we are vulnerable to our own creation, we're vulnerable to the things that we give precedence to, and we already have. It's already very apparent how often and how much credence we give uh, those self-created images that that are wrapped up within systems. Um, again, the most obvious of which is is the financial one, which. Uh, which is the, the most obviously fictitious thing <laughs> the, 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 probably in the world. Um, and yet we give it so much power and authority. It's, it is truly, uh, truly absurd. Um, but all of systems are like this. This is, this is what systems are. This is precisely how they operate. Um, and that, that we perpetuate them again. It's not so much that we're bad people or that we're ignorant or... But again, I've, to me, it comes back to our innocence. And, 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 I, and yes, I guess there is a certain amount of wickedness um, or uh, uh, ignorance or and all those other things, whatever you want to call them, that become, that come out of, out of this. But it's just that we don't know another way necessarily to go about it. Um... So, but ag- again, as we said, I think in a footnote in the chapter on belief is we have to clear the cobwebs uh, within the room before we can uh, put in the new, f- new furniture. And, and that's what, that's what we're, we're having to do here is we're, we're having to recognize what it is that we're up against. Um, and, and we're not at this juncture here to... Uh, insert um, anything in the place of the system again I I think that if if we just look at the fact that systems exist um, that we so heavily rely on them and if we observe and recognize that something else will come in its stead what that something is not quite sure we're ready to, to talk about it at this phase um, because it's, it's extremely heavy extremely large um, and very difficult at this stage to grasp uh, for us but, but there would be no need for systems if we, could, if we could get rid of the systems we would see how little we need them and something is coming, something is stirring because the systems themselves have become so competitive um, that each is beginning to swallow the other, and uh within that you know basically competitive eating uh have the, the competition that uh, uh, i don't know what you call those but you, you see where I'm going with this bad analogy. Um, everything is being annihilated because systems—that's that, that, what they do. They—they they annihilate consciousness. They—they they give death. They—they they are death. You know that's again what conception is. It is death. Um, at the end of our battle with belief where, where we left it was to show that belief is death um, the systems are again, I think as we call it the zombification of of that death it's bringing, bringing that which is dead into a zombified ha- undead it's an undead a- animation of of Reality of our consciousness's interaction with reality, and it's not where, um, where we need to be if we're going to make any true headway back to reality, back to XXX, um, which is ultimately where we aim to be. So Systems are the road to death. They are the road, the roadways to misunderstanding. Um, the and they're laden with landmines. <laughs> Few, if any, who travel uh, within them uh, will survive. And that's what they're designed to do. They're ambushes. Um, and our human innocence has played right into its trap, as a matter of fact. And again, that's something that we have said you know, throughout uh, this war thus far, is that human beings... Have given, have perpetuated uh, have perpetuated systems or have, excuse me have perpetuated conception um, and that, that's, its, that's its trap is that, is that conception has latched on to, to us and um, humanity has in turn um, kept it going systems are the real ways, the again, extended ways um, the manifested human creations um, of conceptualization at the forefront of, of what conception is we need to de-mine or or defuse um, these heavy roads or these roads laden with heavy artillery and dynamite and all these traps Um, because that's what systems are they seem to offer an answer Um, and that's but they're they're dead ends They're, they're, they're labyrinths Take us into um, right directly into the into the layer, and we can never find our way out once we enter we can 't find our way out. There is no way out except to get rid of the system A- and yet we continue to look within the walls of the labyrinth for the answer when there, there is no center of the labyrinth, you get to the center of the labyrinth and you're more lost than than ever because you're in the middle of it now you know you can't find your way out and you're not what's worse is you're not even looking for a way out you don't care to find a way out you want nothing more than to perpetuate the system systems trap says that you can have it all by adhering to me it's the devil's language it's the, it's the devil's dealings it's the it's consciousness externalized in this very tempting, yet ensnaring way. Because through systems, we gain so many material things, we gain so much earthly power. Of course, all of it's going away, and quickly. Even our thinking is a mode of, is to a systematic mode. But we're not quite there in so far as our war to see how that actually happens. Um, And like we said, this particular phase um, is almost one which goes back and secures that which we have already uh, uh, defeated. Um, this is a fortification of some of the battles that we've already come to. Um, and again, that's where its redundancy is. Uh, and there will be you know, redundant moments uh, within War there has to be in order for um, you know, our, our points the, the, our gains to be uh, lasting um, we have to make certain points and uh, we have to to make sure that um, you know certain things are again fortified and uh, processed by uh, the observer the reader the here through our uh, examination of systemization we we need to see that it is a choice and that it is something that We need to choose against, and while it's also true that certain systems are helpful, um, such as language, such—I mean, uh, there are other systems, um, namely, off the top of our head. You know religious dogmatics systems, institutions things like this are major major hindrances, um, and nothing but divisive and self serving now but language um, it, there are some some others that to lesser degrees are useful, um, but they're only useful. In limited ways, and we've already explored why, you know, language itself is so is so limited, and uh, how it's so limited, and why it's uh, a bad example and a bad a bad resting place for understanding. Um, but so too. But again, it's just one small arm of the larger the larger or regiment or whatever it is the the first army of conception which is the system the systems Um, and again that the systems are on the periphery um, it's the first trap because it's again something that we as a human consciousness have ascribed to and Throw our support behind. But the heroes of every story are those who fight against that which exists currently, or which, whatever conditions they were up against the heroes are those who fight against the systems and that's what we need going forward in this war Our heroes not just soldiers heroes because this is not an easy war this is the most difficult war ever fought This is again the war for consciousness. And the implications of that are more vast and more numerous and deeper than those limits of language that have now become so apparent can even begin to breach. This is a a war which needs many heroes many leaders and to become not just a soldier which of which every soldier within this war is a hero within their own right but to truly win it as you do with any war you you are going to need not just soldiers but true heroes and they can come from any rank or file. And a a true hero in this war is one who discards the belief, who rallies against the system, who has the power, the faith to continually rise up against it because we're confronted by it. Systems are what confront us every day in every way. It's threaded through our behavior, through our consciousness, through our lives and our etiquette as human beings, the structures of our thoughts all rely on systems so how we break free from that requires a consciousness first and foremost about systems limitations a recognition that they are Fallacious and fabricated and unnecessary, and yet we've put the most darkest and deepest priorities on them. And where we go after that recognition will be evident. we first must get through this particular hurdle. We have to see what this entire phase of this war, of this portion of conceptualization's army, we have to see it for what it is. have to see and know how weak it truly is and that we are the ones who have the strength it is nothing and yet people volunteer and give their lives to it in numbers so great that They can't be counted against what few rebels we've amassed here with our war. The gains more and more traction the longer that we are in it and the harder we fight it. But we have to know, we have to be aware... system comes to us and tempts us in so many different ways that we have to know and see how and confess to ourselves that we have helped give it strength. We have perpetuated it. We have wanted so many of the things that it offers to us. And then we have to know that once we look beyond it, that's where we find our truest sanctuary, our truest and most real sanctuary our haven our reality reality itself XXX that's carescence the systems keep us from it and we must do everything in our power to fight against that